Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamformradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos for here come the dreamers. Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets, butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos. Let us get to it and do it upright. Welcome the dreamers with all of our Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know. We just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. You said that was kind of a cool opener, Jerry. <laughs> it is. That's one of my new pieces. It's called Edges. Edges. Jerry Bodwin on guitar, ladies and gentlemen. Gerard Bodwin on vibes. And we have Bob Nesky on bass. Thank you so much for coming back to the barn. Looking forward to it. It was great, great last time. Yeah, you were here, uh, what, a couple years ago? A couple years ago. And it was the happiest, bubbliest. It was like the barn was the happiest place on earth that day. <laughs> it was one of those... I mean, seriously, there was something about that show that just, you know, you just couldn't listen to your music and not be like this, smiling. Thank you. you know? And I already noticed that our special guests today were down on the toe tapping. We have guests in the barn today. And we have one of our affiliate uh, general managers from one of our stations, WNUB from Northfield, Vermont, right? This is Doug Smith. Say hi, Doug. Hi. Yeah, doesn't he sound like a radio voice right there? That's a radio His voice. His wife, Pam. That's right. That was a radio high right there. So we like to um, have people come on in, live audiences and, and general managers and kids, cats, dogs, you know, anybody's welcome in the barn. Even you, Jerry. I'm glad to be back. I was welcome the first time. 
Yeah, you were. Now you've got a new album coming out, and because you, you have a trio here, and but this is a little bit different. You're all doing the writing, right? Yeah, uh, it took. A, I was envisioned this group a couple of years ago, and I came here earlier. Mm -hmm. But I needed to find the right people, and uh, Gerard obviously is the right person. Yeah, because he's your kid, so it's hard for him and not to not, be the right person. It's not just that; it's because he <laughs> he he understands. He he knows more about my music than I yeah, do. Yeah, he does. to his whole life. Right. I mean, he can tell me what I did, who I played with, what I did, and he's picked a lot you? of my material from the past that yeah. we do. He's picked it out stuff I haven't done in years. Bob has been with me on and off for 30, 35 years. We walked in today to playing an old record of mine, and yeah, Bob we were. was the bass player. He's out of playing along, and we've always played together. I mean, but I went off and did other stuff. Was mm -hmm. gone for a long, you know, eleven years, twelve mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. on the road. So it was only when we were around town. But this group. We were playing at an art museum, and Bob subbed for the bass player about two and a half years ago. And we just said, this is it. This is the group. And Bob writes also. So the, the thing is, this is the sound I've wanted to do a lot for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate that Gerard plays vibes, because I love vibes and guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the bubbles right there. It's, it's great. It's a great sound. <laughs> and even our, our standards... And our original tunes. When I write stuff, I write now with this. Yeah, you're thinking group of in, it because now mind. this this album, everybody's writing. Everybody's. Yeah, writing, in fact, right? this album's got Harry Allen. It's called the name of the album is the Jerry Bodum Trio, and then there were four, and Harry Allen, the great jazz saxophonist, mm -hmm. is our guest playing our stuff. That's you know, so cool. Now you know Jerry's got like a. I've got the bio right here. I printed out. Jerry goes on and on and on. You know because you're one of the hardest working guys around. <laughs> Seriously, you know. Um, inspired by Bucky Pizzarelli and Kenny Burrell, and and um, did you get to work with them? Bucky, I worked with for decades. I, for, I did my first gig with Bucky when I was 21 years old. And I, yeah. That's cool. And you played with just about everybody. And you got how many albums out? I'm I'm on over 55. You're on over 55 albums? Yeah. And how many of your own? 20. As a, as a leader, a co-leader, I think, or a featured artist, maybe 28. Wowzers. And I, I, to, in all honesty, I had a record company that I, I put a lot of my tracks on a lot of different, but I still have, as a leader, I have 18, 19, 20. So you're, you know, you're just kind of a, to me, there's certain players that come in and they, they just owned the New England jazz scene and beyond. They've just really been here for so many years, played with everybody, and and kind of made a mark and a stamp, and you're just one of those guys, Jerry. Well, I was fortunate to have great mentors when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're reading the bio, I played with Dick Johnson, who was the uh, clarinetist for the Audi Shaw Band. Dick supported me from day number one. Mm -hmm. Leon Marion, Bob and I played in a trio quartet with Leon Marion, the great mm -hmm. jazz trumpet player. Yes, wow. we did. And he, I learned my trade with Leon. Nice. How to be a band leader. And now you're supporting your son. Yeah, well, he's he's... Stepped up to the plate. He's written musically. I mean, <laughs> yes, anyway. Well, let's support. Let's do some mutual support now. And here, now this is off your. This is a version off from softly as morning sunrise off of your new. This is this is off of the new, new disc? CD, and this arrangement I wrote particularly for this band. Uh, and we're gonna. It's got a couple of different things going on. Within well, it. let's all listen for a couple of different things going on.
yeah, I saw your toes, Pam. Pam is over there tapping that's Doug's Sweetie Pie from WNUB, one of our affiliates. We love it. We love it. That's so cool. Okay, Gerard, this is going to sound really funny, but I just want to respond just gut level. How the heck do you know where your mallets are going to land? Oh, I just hope it's the right place. <laughs> I was watching you and I was thinking, that gives me like the willies. How do you, I mean, there's a lot of space between you and your instrument all the time. Do you ever yeah, feel that, or is it just like me? It's kind of bad that you can't like feel the notes when you're like at the piano. You know, them. you kind of well. I know you can go up and say hello before you strike, but you know, like I always have to touch and say hello to my instrument. Just like, do you feel that way? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's odd, but then again, drummers do the same thing. They have sticks, but it is kind of. He's mentioned it before. Well, you well, know, it's kind of hard to hit the wrong drum, though. I That's long, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the drummer, I guess. But you know. Um, I have this thing where right before I play, I have to. I feel like I, I have to be just like almost like we've had a conversation just before I start the, the show. And it's really hard for me to walk on and just pick an instrument and go. Do you ever? Do I you kind feel of like visualize you, it in my head, I think, a lot. Kind of like connecting with a ball when you're playing baseball? Yeah, it didn't work so well there, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's working. Whatever you're doing with the vibes is really good. Thank you. It's really good. Um, so yeah, and and this was your arrangement for your new album. I like it. Thank so you. what's so different about this and another trio? I mean, what? How do you describe the things that make this a different? I think the thing that makes this completely different is the camaraderie. First of all, is important. I mean, this is really funny when you think about it. Gerard has known Bob and I virtually from the day he was born. Because Bob was my yeah, he was my bass player. He grew up listening to Bob, rehearsals in the basement. Mm -hmm gigs as he got older, you know? I mean, we used to, we'd play down the Waltham Common, Bob and I or something, or Hopkinton and Gerard, my wife would take Gerard. He grew up listening to this music with Bob. And you never player. wanted to do something else? I wanted to be a lawyer at one point, but I was always doing music even if I wanted to be something yeah. else. Yeah, kind of in your blood. Yeah, cool. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, well, you took in real, some really nice souls in there. Thank Gerard. you. Well, y'all did. Y'all did. You. I think that's what makes it different. We trust each other. And number number two is important. There are other players you don't trust. Yeah, hey, like you get in the situation, or you're not as free. With you don't go far because you're afraid that it won't get supported. They won't go in the right direction. That they won't support you. That they that they won't. They're not familiar enough with your playing to <laughs> to to make you look really good. Exactly, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I, I noticed I did a, we did something last week with somebody and it was kind of a breakthrough for me because I remember thinking I feel super safe right in this uh, particular yeah. um, deal and it made, it made a huge difference in, in how I communicated when I sang. I think one of the things that, that is, makes, if you have a real group that you play with all the time, the music certainly has to reflect that. Because mm -hmm. it's bigger than your, it's bigger than the chart. Because you guys really love right. each other. Do you love each other? Oh, yeah. yeah, I would say yeah. so, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love you. I think you're good. Yeah. I think you're awesome. I'm really glad you're here. And we're going to come back and we're going to hear um, more originals. Uh, Jerry writes a ton, but we're going to hear um, more of Gerard's and Bob's. And we're going to explore this. And I have some penetrating questions for you. Do you think you could, you're up to it? We're up to it. Okay, cool. Well, that's really good. And uh, so... We have another 30 seconds. Who wants to hear me talk? I'm just kidding. Why don't you play us out? Play something. 
Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and I'm here in the band with Jerry Bodwin. And was that good? Was that a good enough New England band? That was wonderful. Yeah. How do you say How do you say Gerard in New England? Gerard. Gerard. <laughs> All right, Gerard. <laughs> Gerard's on the vibes, and Jerry Bodwin's on the guitar, and Bob Nesky is on the bass, and they got this cool trio going. It's it's tum, tongue toe tapping approved, right? Okay, so. I want to hear more of your originals. What are we going to hear? Uh, this is a tune called The Break that I wrote, mm-hmm. but uh, Bob had a big influence when we were figuring out what we wanted to do with it. How him. did he influence you? Oh, well, he thought it'd be cool to, to do The Break and then like, call it The Break. <laughs> but do but do it every time, not like... What's The Break? You'll hear it. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear, hear it. You'll, you'll hear it. It's, it's, not, it's not a straight blues. <laughs> okay, so just for those of us who want to sound no intelligent next time the subject comes up in a dinner party, what is a break? The break break is when the rest of the band stops and the soloist just continues. And that usually happens once mm-hmm. at, at the, at the, in a jazz tune mm-hmm. when people mm-hmm. are blowing, usually after the melody. Mm-hmm. This happens. We take the break every time. Okay. Thus, Bob thought it would Thusly, be a good idea to call it the break. And variously, the break. But Gerard wrote the music. Okay. It's his tune. Well, let's hear it. Thank you. 
Was that it? Was that the big break at the end? That was it. <laughs> what? Well, paying attention. Okay, they stopped the music. That's called a break. That was awesome. I heard it every time. I was with you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm, a, I'm becoming increasingly curious about what makes musicians do what they do because it's, it's such a... Uh, you know, it's kind of a daunting way to make a living, and yet, you know, if you're into it, there's kind of really like nothing else you want to get up in the morning to do as much as this, right? Still, or is it just? I would agree totally. There's yeah. no more daunting way to make a living <laughs> that I know of, anyway. Yeah, and and do, would you agree that you get up in the morning and that's still what you want to do? Every single morning, you can ask him. For years, I get up six o'clock, and I'm playing right after my first cup of coffee. Right after. It's true. And, and some, <laughs> and some days I play. You don't sound too thrilled. He knows. Some I don't. Once I play a couple hours, get then I my business day starts. But is there anybody in the house who's annoyed by it? No. They're all good. He's not. My wife's gone to work, so. So you're good. Well, you know, um, I felt for many years like I was a beekeeper allergic to bees, because I really had this passion to to sing and write and perform. But because of some early experiences um, in recitals, I, I developed a very severe case of stage fright, like paralyzingly so. And so I managed during, you know, through the years to just kind of do things to, and I slowly building this bio, but it was just awful. And it was only really when we moved here and Dream Farm became Dream Farm. That, and we started opening this place up for live events. That I, this is my time to get to get over it. And so I, I, you know, I always look at other musicians, and my tendency is to go, oh, they don't, oh, you know, they probably just, you know, they probably just never have any self doubt. They probably just, you know, it's just me. You know, I'm only the one who's not. But if do you do you relate to having a, a constraint or anything that if you had if you listened to it, it would you wouldn't do what you're doing now? If I had listened to a lot of people in a lot of situations I would be doing what I'm doing now. Do you, is there one that comes to mind that you think? No, it, it, I think it's, it's, it became part of being a musician. You have people in your family that doubt, right? You have friends that doubt. You start playing gigs and you run into people that they're, they're professional doubters. Mm -hmm. You have doubters when you, if you go to music school, you have teachers tell you, no, this is, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this. I had a teacher tell me I shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. And you can't listen to them. Mm -hmm. You got to, but you can develop a thick skin in the music industry. See, people, making music is one thing. Being in the music business is completely different. Mm -hmm. And I think I've learned my trade in both extremely well. Mm -hmm. And you develop thick skin. Yeah. I mean, as you have told you, Bob's been with me a long, long time. My first record deal. He'll tell you what happened when the producer got on my case about telling me what to do on my first record. It didn't happen. Mm. Because by that by that point in time, I had built up enough confidence to say, "No, mm -hmm. this is my record, and I'm doing it my way." Well, one thing I found was that people were always telling me, "You should do standards. You should do standards. You should. Well, you, if you did this, you would be successful." And it was never <coughs> in me to do what they were saying to do. Do you relate to that? Do you guys relate to that? Uh, well, certainly. But the thing that I've found out, and, and Bob and Gerard will support me in this. We go play your wedding, and you'll hear some of our original tunes. Yeah. And no one ever complains. People love it. We, you know, I mean, playing the jazz club, it, playing a jazz club or a concert is one mm -hmm. thing. We, I understand that. But overall, if I'm not playing music, 
creative music I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. And that's just my choice right. as a musician. I hear you. You know, totally. there's other people that enjoy doing that. I don't enjoy playing stuff that's not my music or stuff that I'm, I can relate to. Now, Gerard, what do you, what's this been like for you? Because you said you wanted to be a, a lawyer originally. Oh, I interned at a law firm and found out that I didn't have the organizational skills. <laughs> Did you th- was did you just think I can do this, or was it, or were you thinking, oh, my dad's got a big shadow, or am I? Oh, I never, I never actually thought that. Um, he was always really supportive of me playing music, whatever I wanted to play. Like, I so played a few instruments and. Uh, nothing that really ever you just had to overcome to do what you do. Not, not really too much. I had, a, I had quite a bit of support. Well, did you worry? Did you think, oh my gosh, my kid's gonna. Have a, you know, have to no, I, see, I didn't push my son. He didn't really decide to be a musician until this band got together. So, to, I mean, he'd always guessed it. He played, played, played gigs, right? I always wrote. <laughs> but he always wrote, he always wrote songs. He's got a pile of original songs, mm-hmm. folk, you know, with vocals that he's written. Mm-hmm. But I think with Gerard, it was a choice of that he, that he reached the point where he was working. He'd gone to college, tried that. He was going to be a lawyer. He saw that that industry is can be detrimental. I mean, he said it's, he said that, you know, he did have the organizational skills. He also told me how uh, unhappy mm-hmm. all these guys at the mega law firm that he worked at were, and he saw yeah. that unhappiness. I mean, you can play bubbles and champagne music all day long. What would yeah, you I'd do? rather work at the law firm party. <laughs> <laughs> True do, musician. Do you have any thoughts on this, Bob, before we have you Sure, yeah. Um, I, n- I never really had anyone doubting me in terms of being a musician. Both my brothers were musicians. Um, the person that doubted me was was me. I yeah, always so. doubted myself. Um, and just, it's taken me, you know, I didn't, I didn't really start having confidence in myself as a musician until I was in my 50s. Um, but I just, I also didn't have anything else that I wanted to do um, you know, I applied to music school, New England Conservatory. I didn't want to go to college, and I, so I only applied to one school, and I happened to get in. Uh, to NEC? Yeah, which was a great thing. It turned out, you know, I hated it at first, and I dropped out of all my classes except I liked my composition teacher, um, so I kept taking composition lessons. I dropped everything else, so it took it took me two years to get through the first doubt? year. Was that self doubt? I was I was yeah. It was complete. Um, it was self doubt. It was being unprepared emotionally to be in a in a situation surrounded by strangers. Um, and it took me a while. It's always taken me a while to sort of get comfortable in a situation. And by the time I left there. I loved it, and now I think now I teach there, and I think it's it's a magical place to me. Yeah, nothing like the sound of a bunch of musicians in the practice room. Yeah, it's great. Well, let's bring another tune, and while we kind of think about what you guys, what your history, what your future is, I think this one's called "There's That Look Again" by Gerard mm-hmm. Bodwin.
confidence in your the way you're able to strike the keys you call them keys yep really really or bars maybe. bars <laughs> it's always hanging out in the bars <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah nice really nice all of you guys um sometimes words fail because you realize how much goes into a given performance and you just wish you had a whole lexicon of things that you could say but it's, it's so real and so working, and I'm so excited you're here because, folks, you're listening to the Jerry Bodwin Trio on Dream Farm Radio. We're going to take a short break and be right back for more bubbles and toe taps. Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and I'm Julie Lavender here in the barn with the Jerry Bodwin Trio, which is Jerry Bodwin on a $50,000 guitar. Correct? Not this one. Oh, what? I'm not good enough for your 50K guitar? No, I sold it. Oh, did you get 50K? No. Do I have, I have, I uh, did well on it. Nice. Okay. (laughs) And Gerard Bodwin on Vibes. Probably not 50K for the Vibes, right? No, not quite. What do what does a good set of vibes cost? Uh, anywhere between five and ten, probably. Okay, cool. And then what? A, and then we got a great bass player, Bob Nesky. What does a good bass cost? Um, well, I paid three thousand for this, but that was thirty something years so ago. It's, it's even better now. But it's even better now. Yeah. Yeah, because you had your hands wrapped um, all over it. Now you did share with us that you had a time when you weren't maybe sure you could bring it musically but now you're in a group where you're you've got a solo bass tune on the on the album correct uh possibly i'm is it i'm not sure if it's gonna end up on the album or not but we recorded it nice so So tell me about the tune well it's a um charlie hayden was one of my great um one of my favorite players and i had gone to uh to hear him play in boston and um 
I was very inspired. So when I got, I got home, I wrote this little melody, and then I worked it out as a, um, as a solo bass thing. Mm-hmm. So there's How long the melody. How did you write it? Oh, geez, this is, uh, well, it says so right here on the bottom of the thing. 1988. So was that, so, where were you in your, your pilgrimage and your journey and sort of becoming confident in what you could express? Well, I was always, I was al- I've always been insecure musically, but I've always been um, secretly confident. It's a funny combination of, of like uh, being easily intimidated by people, but then, but then also um, feeling like, well, I, you know, I can do this. So I never, I never stopped doing it. I just always did it with, um, with a, in some senses, a sense of of uh, trepidation, of, of dread in a way. Yeah, in fact, I've I get never, it. I totally I've get it. I've never loved playing, and most people can't believe that. I find playing to be extremely. You mean playing out, playing, performing? No, just playing the instrument. My standards are so high, and my, you know. That I, it's very hard for me to just play and love it, because because it's such for me it's such hard work um, to get what I want out of out of the music. Um, composition is an easier thing for me to do, um, and I do I do a lot of that also. So, what do you think but, your experience would be like today? What do you mean? Well, you've got a tune you know that's good. You yeah. know intuitively you've got it and it's wonderful. Yeah, and now this, you're going oh, to play fine. for us, so you're going to be okay? Oh, that's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm old now. So, <laughs> you know, most of this... Well, the reason I ask is because I think sometimes we have to be, we have to be really present and vulnerable about, you know what, this is gonna, it's a, there's always a level of risk, right, when we oh, do this? Oh, of course, and yeah, I could screw it up. People you know? don't realize, we, you make it look so easy, Bob, Yeah. right? But so I'm always fascinated, and I won't belabor it now because we want to hear your tune, but I really am, I totally get what you said about having these two things in your head at the same time. I know that I've got something and it's good, but there's this other part that is kind of pushing back, right? And that's something that the combination of those two things, I think, gets you to work maybe a little harder than other people. Well, there you go. Um, Well, can we hear your... Yeah, sure. Magnum Opus. Nice, yeah, Magnum Opus. It is, is Charlie's Rondo. Who's Charlie's Charlie? Ronda, Charlie Hayden. Oh, there you go. Charlie okay. Hayden. All right. And he's a bass player, so this is a solo bass thing. And uh, it goes something like this. Let's see.
Wow, that was really cool. That Thank was you. super cool. How, how was that? It's good. Yeah, I like the, the what's your dog's name? I know he's st- Jack stepped all over your soul there. I'm no, really that's sorry. okay. I like that. It's it's a it's nice to commune with with uh, other creatures. Well, you know, it really playing. is a farm. It's not like a fakey thing yeah. we got going here. So you'll hear kids and dogs E-I-E-I-O. and mowers and oh my e i e i o. Yeah, but that was really cool. I I just. I was all into that there, Bob. Thank you. I tried to kind of create, if you listen to, if you're not familiar, if people out there are not very familiar with Charlie Hayden, it has some sort of Charlie Hayden-ish elements to it. Um, Some of the kinds of things that he would, that he did, uh, did play, kind of, you know, all put in a little package uh, in this tune. And isn't it cool to take something you absolutely love about what somebody else created musically and then make it your own and and it's an honoring thing but then there's a sense in which it it can't even believe you could do anything that's better and somehow you 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 build on it and elaborate well that's yeah that's how the music um that's actually how all of us you know all of us musicians uh grow and, and develop is by taking Ripping Take, other people yeah, off for all stuff. their worth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you steal. Stravinsky said, you know, great, uh, good musicians borrow, great musicians steal. So, it's, but once when you steal something, then eventually it it kind of becomes a it becomes a part of of your nature. So everybody, they'll write down solos, take down solos, and yeah, I never did much of that, but uh, but but I will. T- I'll try to transcribe instead of transcribing the notes. I'll try to transcribe the spirit of a of a person. Wow. Um, deep. deep, Bob. That's really good, you know, though. Thank me. you. I have that deep mind. Thank you. you I'm glad see, you I persevered. Yeah. Glad you persevered to bring your music. Oh, yeah. You I'm can't gonna, stop. Yeah, I know. I'm going to do the same thing. We're going to improvise, which for a person like me is not the easiest thing in the room, the easiest thing to do because of all the fear that I've lived with. But that's why we're going to do it. Okay, we'll do a little blues? Yep. Okay, lead us in there. Cherry.
so okay well what do our guests think you like it they like it <laughs> thank you you know what i th part of doing this thing is just really showing up and being who we are you know and uh it's a big deal kind of you know you are where you are you where you are when you are can't so change true. that can't change that a whole lot hey before we run out of time let's get that last tune in black orpheus can you play it You've been listening to Jerry Bodwin Trio. This is Jerry Bodwin on guitar, Gerard Bodwin on vibes, and Bob Netsky 
on the bass. Thanks so much for coming. Give us the name of your album. Jerry Roden Trio, and then there were four featuring saxophonist Harry Allen. Okay, and the name of your website. FrancescaRecords.com. FrancescaRecords.com. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us, Julie. We love having you. a great time. Once again, we had a great time. Awesome. For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who touch their dreams.